Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie M. Kirkland. Ladies, you are an essential investment, and it's time to give yourself permission to prioritize yourself in your own life. When you do, you will discover your unique identity, become your best self, empower your life, and create effective impact for your life and work. It's time. Okay, so let's get started. Um, I'm not superwoman. That is um, something that we need to talk about. Y'all remember the songs, I'm not your superwoman. I'm not the kind of girl that you can, you know, just do anything with you, right? And do y'all remember the song, Anjali, I can bring home the bacon. Anjali fried up in a pan. And never, 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 never. You know, y'all remember that? I can't go too much higher. You know, and, and so we have these images of what a woman is, what she's supposed to be doing, that she's everything to everybody. And if she's everything to everybody, then that means she's doing the right thing. Have y'all ever heard of that? I know you have because we've been taught that narrative through TV. We're taught that narrative through relationships. We're taught that narrative even by how people read the Bible and how they explain who we are as women. So this morning, we need to have this conversation. And although the superwoman image was created, and it was really created with the intention of being something that was uplifted, you know what I'm saying? It was a portrayal. And a lot of times we see the superwoman mindset or syndrome is really a syndrome, y'all. They actually have done research on it. It is amazing. But this this superwoman complex or this Superwoman syndrome, as they call it um, in science, is has really been connected to African-American women. And it is this perspective or is this um, perpetuation that the woman is undefeatable, that she is like subhuman, that she's not real. And she does all of these things and there's nothing that can penetrate her. She She can take it and do it and move forward. And what we have not really analyzed is the fact that this this thinking, this perspective, this um, analysis of who we are as women is doing more harm than good. You know, because what's happening now is we have women putting on these masks as if they're strong and they're dedicated. They're all put together. They don't fear anything. You know, they're not allowed to show vulnerability because if they don't, then somebody's going to think something's wrong and they're not doing their part. And women, this is causing more harm than good because when you really do need for somebody to come and when you really do need help and when you really do need to talk to someone, this this mindset, this thinking that we're superwomen is holding up what we need in order to support our health, you know, our self-care. And so what's happening now is we have women dealing with physical issues, mental issues, emotional issues, because they are not dealing with this syndrome, I call it a syndrome, or this perspective or this narrative that they've fallen into because that's how they were taught to be as women. But I'm telling you this morning, you must no longer say no longer. I'm no longer going to fall into this role that 
my definition of worth or my worth to the world is predicated on self-neglect. Think about that. Your role, what we have been taught, what has been taught is that when I self-neglect, I bring worth. Self-neglect has become the definer of how women have been shown that they have worth. And so what I'm saying to you now is stop allowing people to tell you that if you don't self-neglect, you are being selfish. That your only value is when you do what they want to do, when they want you to do it, and how they want you to do it. You need to say, I will no longer allow you to define me by me neglecting myself. Come on. Instead of me having a healthy attitude and perspective about myself, and then in turn, the things that I do for you, how I relate to you, how I connect to you will be on my terms. Come on. <laughs> stop. Stop thinking that you don't have terms. Stop thinking that you don't have to have healthy boundaries. Stop thinking that, you know, every time somebody tells you that they want you to do something that you have to run and do it. Hear me now. That is a mindset. That is a perspective that needs to change. Because what happens is you'll find yourself running around doing everything for everybody. Come on. Not because you have the gift to do it necessarily or the heart to do it. Not even that you're doing it because you want to do it. You're doing it because someone taught you that if you did not, that you were being selfish. And see, what I call this is, I call this guilt bullying. Then you have these people who guilt bully you. Come on, who's ever been guilt bullied? Stephanie, what's, what's guilt bullying? When I don't do what you want me to do, when I don't act like you want me to act, then you put this guilt trip on me, huh? You start going through my life. Well, what is it that you're doing? Why can't you do it? What's going on with you? You ain't never thought like that before. You know this is necessary. You know this is needed. See, that's guilt bullying. You're trying to force me to do what you want me to do by saying unconsciously under your tone, under your mouth, come on, that I'm doing something wrong, that I am being selfish because I won't do what you want me to do. See, that's, that's that superwoman thinking. You're going to have to change that. And you know what's really sad? The real sad part about guilt bullying and the real sad part about People making you feel that you're doing something wrong because you won't do what they want you to do and that it is your responsibility to do everything for everybody because you're a woman or because they think you got time. They're not even thinking about the fact that it's their responsibility. They're not even thinking about the fact that it's their obligation. It ain't even your obligation. It's not even your responsibility. It's not even something that you have created. I get a lot of grandmas going through that with their children. I'm just going to put it on the table who've had these little cutie pies and then they guilt bully you. Come on. And they're wanting to take care of their kids. And you ain't had them babies. They had those babies. Now, just like you were taught to take responsibility for what you brought into the earth, you need to teach them to do the same thing. But what happens is you get guilt bullied. Come on. You start doing things because they want you to do it. Not because you've made a choice, not because you've set the boundaries, not because you've told them on these days is when I will help you. And the other days are mine. You don't even, you're not even creating your own narrative. Oh my goodness. You're not even creating your own conversation. You have allowed everybody around you to determine for you who you are, how you function and how you flow. Hear me now. 
That's not purpose. That's being too busy. That's not being a mom. That's not being a wife. That's not being someone who is great on the job. That's you not having boundaries. And in order for you to get respect, come on, in order for people to respect your narrative, to respect who you are, you're going to have to set the boundaries, come on, so that they know who you are in the situation, not who they want you to be in the situation, that they know what you're going to be available to do, not what you're going to be convenient for them, like you are belonging to them or something like that. Listen, you are a unique individual called according to the purposes of God so that you can walk in the fullness of the assignment on your life. And if you are so busy being everything to everybody, come on, if you are so busy, you know, doing everything that everybody refuses to do for themselves in their own lives, just because you can, come on, that is not selfish. That is you saying what you will and will not do. Now, if you choose to do it, do you hear that key word? You chose. You weren't guilted into it. You weren't obligated into it. You made a choice based on what it is and where it is that you stood in that moment so that you could be a blessing and an impact to that person through your purpose, not through your duty and obligation, through your purpose, through who you have been called to be in the earth, through your life, because you understand who you are. You know I'm going to go back to purpose. You know I'm, you, I'm going to go back to your life message. You know I'm going to go back to who you are set to be in the earth so that purpose and God can be glorified and seen in the earth through who you are. Huh? But some of you have turned into just a car rider. There, there's no meaning behind it. Some of you are everybody's babysitter. There's no meaning behind it. Some of you just do what everybody else wants you to do. And you're not even taking the time to find out. Why you're in the earth because you have allowed life and you've allowed people to tell you who you were, what your responsibility was, and how they want you to act in the earth. That is not purpose. That is being busy. That is not purpose. That is you searching for purpose through duty and obligation because you need to now take the time to do the personal work to discover why you're here to discover what part you play, to discover how you're supposed to be impacting the people who are around you so that you can make the choices about what you will and will not do because people understand your positioning. And women, that is very important. So you have to refuse to accept living your life under obligated self-neglect. Did you hear me? Refuse to live your life under obligated self-neglect. You're going to have to break that stronghold of self-neglect over your life, controlling your life, controlling your narrative, controlling what you do, how you do, where you go, when you go. See, some of you want to walk in purpose. Some of you want to discover the plans and purposes of God for your life, but you're so busy being everything to everybody that you can't even take the time to impact and empower your own space so that you can walk in the fullness of who God has created you to be in the earth. 
during our life message, we have women who do it all of the time. All of the time, they're excited, they're gung-ho, they're ready to walk in who God has called them to be, they're ready to take the class, they're ready to walk in purpose, and then right before class, it never fails, right before class, I'm going to get a telephone call from someone who says, somebody else needs me to do something else for them so that I, so I can't do it. Or someone will call and they'll say, I had to give my money to something else. And remember now, this is somebody else's baggage. This is somebody else's mistakes. This is somebody else's, you know, situation. So what they've done is they've obligated themselves to self-neglect. Instead of supporting the person, they end up rescuing. Come on. There's a difference between support and rescue. And too many of us are rescuing people, which means I'm taking on someone else's responsibility as my own instead of supporting them in their responsibility, allowing them to be responsible. And I support them in that responsibility. So then you find yourself angry, frustrated, you know, mad because then you do all the sacrificing, you neglect yourself, you give up all your money, you give up all your time, and then you look around waiting for that thank you, and then you don't get it. Oh my gosh. Then you're mad. Then you're frustrated. Then you're bitter. Come on. Because now you've obligated your people to yourself to people who don't even appreciate the sacrifice that you had to make in order to help support what it was that they're dealing with. So now you're in a place of anger, right? You can't have what you want. They happy. They got what they want. But guess what? You self, you obligated yourself to self-neglect. So you're going to have to break that stronghold off of your narrative. You're going to have to do something different. And then until you break that stronghold in your life, because all of us been there, testify. I'm not, I'm not alone in that. I've, I've played the superwoman and I had to come to myself. I had a Jesus moment and see all of y'all on here, y'all. <laughs> You need to have a Jesus moment. You need to have an iPod moment. That's what I'm going to call it. You need to have an iPod moment. You need to have an in pursuit of me moment where you say to yourself, I am better for the people in my life by me first doing the personal work so I can know who I am so that I can know how I can better support them by being who I'm called to be. I benefit because I'm walking in purpose. They benefit because I'm able to speak into their lives the way I have been called to speak. And I reflect who God is in the earth through me understanding who I am. And not only do they get my gifts, my talents, my ability, my support, they now have another reflection of who God is in the earth because now I have taken on who I've been called to be and I am walking in partnership with the Father for purpose and destiny. And now everybody's blessed because I know my place. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I know how to support you. I know how to tell you no. Come on. No is a complete sentence. I know how to take care of myself. I will no longer neglect myself and I will walk in the fullness of what my destiny, what my destiny says for this moment. That's really important. Some of you don't even know where you're supposed to be in this moment. Life is telling you where you're supposed to be. You're not telling life. You're not supposed to tell, you're not supposed to allow life to tell you where you're supposed to be. You're telling life where you're supposed to be. 
That's that was given to you as a part of your mandate in Genesis 1, 26 through 28, when the word of the Lord told told us, yes, male and female, that we were supposed to have dominion over the earth and dominion over creation. So that means that I have the right, right, based on being an image bearer of a father in the earth through my life. I'm an image bearer of God. So I'm supposed to be in control. Life is not supposed to be in control of me. Huh? I'm supposed to be in control of life. So until I break this, this stronghold of obligated self-neglect under the guise of the superwoman, being everything to everybody, my purpose, what I'm supposed to be speaking, how I'm supposed to be living, what's supposed to be manifesting in my life as an image bearer of God is hindered because I'm more focused on functioning on other people's agenda then I am on my identity through the Father and through my purpose. So you, you can't be all things to all people. You cannot sacrifice your needs consistently to meet the needs and the limits of others and call that healthy. True compassion not only takes into account what's going on in the other person's life that you want to support, but is making sure that you are also staying in a place of health and that you are also taking into account where you are and who you are in that moment as you have compassion for someone else. See, having boundaries, knowing who you are, walking in purpose, knowing how to support instead of rescue, breaking the stronghold of the superwoman off of your life does not mean you don't have compassion. It does not mean that you don't care. It does not mean that you don't want to support. It does not mean that you don't have the ability to undergird. But when you have a healthy perspective of your place, who you are, what you bring to the table, and how you can support and be a blessing to others, you are also taking into account your needs. You are also taking into account your self-care. You are also taking into account where you stand. Because if you are doing all of these things and the cost is your brokenness, the cost is too high. If you're doing all of these things and the cost is you not being able to come out of debt or you not being able to move into the next season of your life because you've just given up everything to everybody and you have nothing left, the cost is too high. I tell the story all of the time when I'm in in. Um, different seminars and so forth. And I was at a church here in um, North Carolina and I had a mother who was in her 80s and she walked up to me, y'all, she was spicy and she was right, she was nice. And she walked up to me after I did my seminar and she said to me, she said, baby, baby, where were you? And I'm like, ma'am, I mean, she's around in her 80s. And, and I was like, where was I? She said, baby, where were you when I was 20? She said, where were you? Where were you? Where were you to tell me these things? She said, last week, I just asked the Lord, what was it all for? She said, I was, I did everything I was told to do. I was the wife. I was married for 60 years. My husband is going on to be with the Lord. I'm a widow. She said, I was the mother. I had the children. I had the babies. And now I got grandbabies and great grandbabies. She said, but then I looked up to the Lord and I said, what was it all for? What, what was it all about? Why? 
And then she said, and that's why I asked you, baby, where were you when I was 20? Because in essence, my life wouldn't be what it was. I wouldn't feel that I have not done anything because I was, in essence, what she was saying was, I was the superwoman and where did it get me? What do I have left? I have not fulfilled purpose. And she said, and today, she said, you come and tell me all of these things. And she said, and I just said to the Lord, what was it all for? She said, thank you, baby. She said, thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Me Time Daily Podcast. Remember to subscribe, share, write, and review. I so look forward to connecting to you again. Remember, you are the essential investment. And Me Time Daily is not an option. It's a priority.